Paul Ryan campaigns for Trey Hollingsworth, while Shelley Yoder accuses him of committing crimes. The battle down to the wire in the 9th District. Mike Pence campaigning in Indiana, a dead heat in the Senate race, and Eric Holcomb looks to Donald Trump for help. That plus predictions and more on Indiana Week in Review for the week ending November 4, 2016. Programming is made possible by Ice Miller. Ice Miller, with a 100-year tradition of learning what is important to clients and strategizing with them toward a common goal. Today, Ice Miller continues its commitment to help clients build, grow, and protect their interests. More at icemiller.com. This week, House Speaker Paul Ryan campaigned for Republican Trey Hollingsworth in the 9th Congressional District. Ryan appeared at a rally in Sellersburg as part of the effort to keep that seat in the GOP column. Polls show a tight race between Hollingsworth and Democrat Shelley Yoder, who this week accused him of committing crimes after the Associated Press uncovered documents that suggest he is a resident of five states other than Indiana. Here's Yoder. It is clear that Trey Hollingsworth is willing to do anything to get elected. And now we know He's committed a crime, defrauded the public by falsifying documents, and all in the pursuit of making money through his businesses. Why are the stakes so high in the 9th District? It's the first question for our Indiana Week in Review panel, Democrat Ann Delaney, Republican Mike McDaniel, John Schwannis, the host of Indiana Lawmakers, and John Ketzenberger, president of the Indiana Fiscal Policy Institute. I'm Wish TV State House reporter Jim Shella. Mike McDaniel, are Republicans embracing Trey Hollingsworth, or do they just care about his label? Well, I mean, first of all, this guy beat some pretty seasoned and qualified candidates in the primary, Republican primary, so he came through that. The party seemed to come together behind him after that. Uh, he's part of the get-out-the-vote turnout that the state is doing. Uh, so, you know, I don't think there's any question about resources going to that race from the Republican Party. No, now I mean, when you, when you see Paul Ryan come sure. to town. And, and Ryan was doing a three-state swing, and that's what he ought to be doing. But clearly, the emphasis on this race is because of the control of the Congress. And uh, sure, it's in play, and, and that's why. So it's going to be, I still think it's going to be a close race. Uh, but uh, I think the Romney numbers from the last presidential campaign were Romney won 17 percent. And I think with the Trump number being what it is in Indiana right now, I think Hollingsworth holds on to win this thing. It'll be close. I think it'll be close. Well, momentum is not going in his direction. Well, it's, it's tightened up, but it's still he's still got a lead. Yeah, uh, Shelley Yoder. Um, what's interesting here, she's not getting the sort of outside help. Well, she had two uh, congresswomen come in for her a couple weeks ago, so she is getting some outside help, and the D the DCCC is also helping her, and it's uh, it's clearly it's because of her candidacy. I mean, she is an excellent candidate, and you know Tennessee Trey doesn't know where he lives, and on top of that, when you look at contributions, he's had I think forty people give to him since July. Okay, besides Daddy and his own personal well, pocket buying the between seat. him and his father, they're going to spend about four million dollars. Exactly. So he's trying 
trying to buy the seat, and that doesn't go well with people when he moves into the district a month before he declares his candidacy. At the same time, he's telling it's not five anymore, it's six states that he allegedly told people he lived in. The AP reported on five states. Shelley Yoder Yoder actually came up with documentation about Missouri. Is this, how how big a deal is this? This is a big deal, um, because it does show what the allegation has been all along, that he's moved here for a purpose uh, and, and was willing to say he lived anywhere uh, in order to get whatever he wanted from whatever place he was working in or, or trying to get uh, incentives or whatever he was trying to get from those states. I think it's a very big deal. I also think it's a situation where in the primary, I, I believe that uh, he, he did win the primary, no question about that, but that was a fractured vote. Um, you had a lot of Republicans going a lot of different ways. I think now that you've got a one-on-one race, uh, I think that um, uh, he's got real trouble. Well, the most interesting thing to me in the Associated Press report was that he's living in Jeffersonville, and while he's worth $58 million, he's renting. On um, the Ohio, so he could actually swim to another state, you know, well, of course, as soon has, as the election's over. He has explained that as uh, they wanted to be near his wife's family. I think they're in uh, maybe in Kentucky, uh, not far away in this so way, until, until they could build their, their house. Uh, but I, see. But I, mean, I agree that, there is, that this is troubling for him uh, because it does fit into this, this theme, this, this argument that his opponent has made about him being a carpetbagger. Uh, and it's not as if he had just passed through these states or maybe had a vacation home somewhere. The, the problem for him is that he is listed in legal documents as the resident agent in many of these states, or was, I should say, up until I, perhaps this week when I think there were some amendments to those documents, meaning that if there's litigation or needs to be a service of, of legal documents, theoretically, that's how, why you have a resident agent in a state, so you know where to serve these, so these there, documents. Yeah. And that's why in some, and I don't think th- so, there was ever necessarily any suggestion well, of prosecution, but it is a misdemeanor in at least a couple of the states that, uh, where this was done. Yeah. Uh, this district has become more and more Republican through the years, as we've seen most of Southern Indiana. Yeah, but well, that gets back to my original question, well, though. Do, do Republicans but, consider him to be well, one of them? Well, but what I'm saying is, I think what carries the day for him is that philosophically, he is a lot more aligned to what the Republicans feel in that district than she is. And at the end of the day, that's going to be the difference between him winning. We don't know where he's philosophically aligned because nobody even knows who he is. But the fact of the matter is that he has run a campaign that is so viciously negative and beyond the pale. That ISIS ad that he ran, implying that if you vote for well, Shelley, that's that's Shelley, that's actually the NRC. And did he, re- did, he re- did he reject it? No, did he, he ask them not. to take it off? No. It's his ad. And he is basically <laughs> saying that if you vote for Shelley Yoder, ISIS is going to be at your door. Well, it's absurd on its face. The only thing you really need to know, and Mike pointed it out, if there was a margin for Mitt Romney of what you said, 17 points, yeah. and, we, and all the polling seems to suggest, and you even suggested that this is extremely close, if not a statistical dead heat, yeah. that tells you a lot yeah. about right. uh, the, yeah, he's, how he's, he has alienated at least a large well, portion he hasn't of even, voters. He won't even release his tax returns, probably, because he lives in another state <laughs> other than the 60s the resident agent for. Time now for viewer feedback. Each week we pose an unscientific online poll question in conjunction with our Ice Miller email and text alerts this week's question what's the most memorable campaign in your lifetime your choices are a 2016 
B, 2008, or C, 1968. Last week's question, should the Libertarian be included in future Indiana debates? 84% said yes if he or she is on the ballot. 12% said there should be a 15% threshold. 4% said not until a Libertarian wins a state office. And by the way, Rex Bell is in the hospital, and we want to wish him and his wife well, the Libertarian candidate for governor. If you'd like to take part in the poll, go to WFYI.org slash IWIR and look for the poll. Mike Pence left the presidential campaign trail briefly this week to make an appearance in Indiana, and it just happened to take place in the 9th District. Pence showed up at a rally in Jeffersonville. A number of Indiana Republicans shared the stage with him as he repeated a theme that he has used around the country, telling GOP voters to come home. So the right agenda, the right leaders, the national level and here at the state level, to keep Indiana on the right track. Let's not rest and let's not relent until we make Donald Trump the President of the United States and Eric Holcomb the Governor of Indiana. And Delaney, a couple of polls have come out this week that show Donald Trump with a double-digit lead in Indiana. Is a Trump victory in Indiana a foregone conclusion? I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion. Certainly you have to give him the edge. I don't think his victory is going to be double digits, however. So I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than that, um, which in Indiana, when, when uh, let's see, uh, uh, last time around, um, they carried, Republicans carried presidentially here by over 10 points and lost nationally. And if he loses Indi or wins Indiana by single digits, he's in trouble. But, you know, the irony of that is, I think, did Mike Pence go down to the Ninth District so he could meet Tennessee Trey? Is that the reason he came down there? So he could actually say he'd been introduced to the guy who's running in his home state? I wonder. I, I, I don't know the answer yeah. to that. Um, it, Republicans, I mean, the, the Trump race matters here because of the down-ballot effect, sure. right? And I hear a lot of politicians say that uh, Trump needs to win by more than seven or eight in order to help out other candidates. Yeah, the, one of the polls you referred to that just came out today uh, has a, a Trump at plus 11. I'm thinking it's going to be plus 12, maybe 13 before it's over because the momentum has definitely gone in their direction. And also that same poll indicated that Hillary's Unapproval was at 63. Now, uh, you know, 63% of approval tells me that that's not going to go well. So I think it's going to be even bigger. And so that's going to lead to a lot of down ballot. There may be coroners who win because of Donald Trump, <laughs> yeah, uh, if we'll that's see. the case. We'll I'm see. sure that's well, how big assuming, this is going to yeah. be. You're assuming that the, not, the people who don't vote ordinarily and come out and vote for Donald Trump are going to go down ballot. They are, most of them. Oh, sure. You know that, because they've told yeah, you that? I'm, no, I'm, 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 <laughs> okay. I'm always proud. We'll they're not going to vote for a, a Democrat agenda. If they don't like Hillary Clinton and everything that stands for, yeah. well, they're not going to vote for other well, people. Well, one, one, one of the things, John, we're learning in all this polling is that Hillary Clinton is not popular in, in Indiana. Neither is Donald Trump. Well, but if you want to if you want to know what, what, if you want to know what the internal polls say, just look at the ads. Every Democrat who's being attacked by a Republican is being showed next to Hillary Clinton. Right, right. right. And it, you have to look hard if you dissect some of these polls and look at the demographic uh, samples within very narrowed, whether it's age, race, uh, education levels. There aren't many of those slices of the pie who, that actually show up as supporting Hillary Clinton. It, it, it's very few indeed. So I think your point is well taken. No, that's, not, that's not entirely true. College-educated women are supporting her 
Okay, there's one. Well, I mean, you said there were none. And <laughs> no, that's no, 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 no. I said it's, it's a sliver. And it's she a, had, well, no, there are bigger that. slivers. Also, <laughs> also, minority groups are supporting her as well, and, and people who have given a lot of thought to this race and understand how dangerous Trump is are supporting <laughs> but her. What, but what you're having here, I think, and what we're seeing in some of the other states where there had been a surge, perhaps, for, for Hillary Clinton is Republicans, and it shows up in, in the data of the polls we're talking about this week, are, are coming home. And they, uh, for yeah. whatever reason, either they either they're yeah. what, they don't like what they've heard in the last week or two about potential yeah, new and elements this, in the investigation about the emails, or maybe they've old. just decided they can hold their nose. And the after momentum all. switches but, back but, and forth. But whatever reason, they're coming home. It's yeah, well, I don't think you're right about right. that. Right, um, well, Indiana's a red state, and it's going to prove it again. I think so, but it does matter by which, what degree, and I don't think, I think the guesses that we're, having, we're hearing today are, are educated guesses, but they remain guesses. Uh, Tuesday's outcome, uh, down ballot, will depend on how far Donald Trump can take the Republicans. And um, it, it'll be, I'll be curious to see, because of the heavy turnout uh, before Election Day in various precincts, and I, I, think, I think, you know, what, so goes Donald Trump, so goes Indiana. Down right. ballot. Well, yeah. down ballot. Yeah. Oh, down ballot. Okay. The Indiana, Not nationally. No, the no, no. Indiana Senate race between Evan Bayh and Todd Young is a dead heat. According to the Monmouth University poll, Young has a lead, according to a new poll out today. But that's not the only development in the race. A CNN report suggests that Bayh was meeting with a fundraiser and with campaign contributors in his Capitol Hill office in 2009. A Bayh campaign spokesman challenged the accuracy of the report. In a statement, Ben Ray said strict rules were in place against fundraising in that office and they were always followed closely. The Monmouth poll shows the race tied at 45%. Two weeks ago, the Wish TV Ball State uh, Hoosier survey showed by with a six-point lead. The scandals are just catching up to Evan Bayh. Uh, it seems like every couple days there's something new coming out about what he was up to when he was in office or what he's been doing since he left office. Uh, and, you know, that's starting to show up in the polls. Uh, and John Ketzenberger, today we're hearing about by paying back money to uh, the Senate for apparently uh, uh, paying for a hotel room in violation of Senate rules. It's pretty clear that momentum is on Todd Young's side at the moment. I think that's an accurate assessment. Um, will it be enough? We'll have to wait and see. But I would just observe that this is a hell of a way to win a, win a race. Um, when you tear down the institution, when you tear down the people on both sides, uh, and when you basically say the other person's terrible, don't vote for them, um, it's just an awful way to run a race. They're going to spend $50 million doing this it's to 60, each other. $65 million according to the last estimate I saw. Well, that's an estimate. We'll see what happens at the end. At any rate, it's a ton of money, and it's disgusting to see how that money's being spent. And, um, you know, the momentum's in Todd Young's favor, but... You know, they're burning down the house to get this job done. Uh, if Evan By loses this, is he done with politics? I, I'm, um, in terms of running for office himself, because I, I don't think he's ever going to be done with politics in some sense. That's in terms of running uh, in for terms, office? Probably, I, yeah, why would he? Uh, frankly, I, I think I was surprised, maybe a lot of us were surprised, that he was talked into mounting this uh, 11th hour, maybe 9th or 10th hour, uh, run for office. And I, I can't imagine that he would want to subject himself to that for all the reasons we've talked about in recent weeks. I mean, it's not, he doesn't need the money, he doesn't need the accolades, um, so why, why, why suffer through it? Um, I think the, the, John's assessment is right, and I agree certainly about better uses for that, for that money. 
I think why the momentum is shifting here with this revelation of, of late is very much why we're seeing what we just talked about in the, uh, the Ninth District race. When the, the message of your opponent has been, you know, whatever the topic is in this, you know, and you hammer on that for a period right. of time, when the revelation fits into that storyline, right. it has a lot more traction than if this had just been, say he, yeah, the, this, say this, the beef this, had been that he's too supportive of, you know, uh, well, Obamacare. Forget, forget hypotheticals. The right. fact, the fact that, that, that he has said that he, he has a home here and he lives here and it's his primary residence and he's staying in a hotel fits the narrative that the Republicans it's, And that's what makes these last-minute revelations more potent than they would be. Well, in sharp be contrast to Dan, Dan Coates, well, who owned no property and hadn't, had a vote, hadn't voted here in over a decade. You but, know? but he's the one on the ballot this time. Ah, so different rules for World's different days. World's most expensive huh? post office box. Um, it's uh, this is going well for the Republicans. Well, I mean, clearly momentum's at Todd Young's back here. He's got to he's got to go in his direction. The latest poll has him up five, and uh, Bay went down three, and and Young went up six or something like that. Was a change in that short period of time. One of the big numbers for me, and I think Bay's nobody's to blame for this situation other than by himself. I mean, he can't get out of his own way. All the things that have been talked about in his campaign have been covered, uncovered by various news organizations and then amplified as a result of that, Would which you? is kind of the way most campaigns go today. Right. But one of the big significant numbers for me in this thing, in the latest polling numbers I've seen, is that where he used to get about 21% of the Republican vote, Biden did, like Luger used to get 21% of the Republican vote, or Democrat vote, uh, he was down to 11 two weeks ago. Now he's down to seven. Yeah. And so if he's not getting some of that Republican vote that he usually gets in a red state in a year that looks like Trump may win Indiana by double digits or more, I'd say it's done for everybody. That's the scorch yeah. well, I'll say that John's talking about. I mean, if he's going to turn the tide, it's well, late. Well, I think the tide actually has turned. And um, the, the, obviously, if it's a big double-digit win by Trump, that's going to have an impact on it. Other than that, I think Evan Bayh going to win. And Todd Young has a lot to explain in his own uh, backyard as well. And, and his policies have been terribly detrimental to the state, and people know that. To the race for governor, John Gregg conducted a bus tour of Indiana this week as he continues to hold a lead in the race for governor, according to at least one poll. Eric Holcomb says he's still in it, despite polls that have shown him trailing Gregg by five or six points consistently until today when a new poll shows him tied. Uh, the fact is, Indiana is a Republican state. Holcomb took his campaign to Greenfield, where he met with local supporters and GOP leaders. He continues to play up his connections to former Governor Mitch Daniels. I'm seeking to take this state to the next level. I want to be uh, as bold as the last two administrations have been. I don't want to just stay on the same path. I want to stay on the same trajectory. People are craving a different direction for the, for the nation as well. So I think it's going to be a big uh, statement night in Indiana uh, for Donald Trump to get this country back on track. Well, and that's Holcomb talking about his hope for coattails from Donald Trump. John Schwannis, uh, you know, a month ago he was waffling in his support for Trump. So, some a double-digit lead makes a guy a lot, a lot more attractive uh, for somebody to support to. in a case like this. Well, isn't and, it? and that's not just a, a phenomenon that is apparent in this state. You're seeing it around the country. Look at some of the, the uh, you know, the yo-yoing that's been taking place with members of Congress who, you know, we like Trump. Or at least we'll support him, and then no way, and you know, come hell or high water, no way, and then okay, maybe he's not so bad. And so we're seeing the same thing here. It's not surprising. 
guess what? Here's the secret. You know, candidates read polls too. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's why only, that's and, why the media and does only, them. And not so only the media people. polls; they have their right. own polls, which oh, I, uh, I, I which we don't necessarily know about. Yeah, I understand. So that I'm sure he's very aware yeah. of how Donald Trump is perceived in this state and whether or not he wants to be attached or associated in any way. Uh, this governor's race is going to be close. I think so. I mean, it was close last time when it was uh, John Gregg and Mike Pence. I think it'll be close again. I do think it's still John Gregg's in John Gregg's favor. Uh, and it's so nice to see our politicians standing on principle, right? You know, boy, you know, those polls start to move one way or another, and they're like the wind. They'll just keep moving around. But that's, that's Eric Holcomb. He'll say whatever he says, wants to say to an Come audience. On, he was, I'm serious, Mike. He I mean, was, John he was, is he on every was, major issue he was in favor of... Uh, uh, giving uh, civil rights to the LGBT community, and then Mike Pence picks him. All of a sudden, he's in favor of discrimination. He's done that before. He he ran he that. He said he was he in favor of discrimination. That, oh, he said, he he said, said he he's in favor of referendum. He said he's in favor of referendum. And on top of that, when he ran that <laughs> House campaign down south, he accused somebody of, of being for bestiality. At the same time, though, I don't, he voted for of, the I, IU I don't see a lot of state Democratic <laughs> candidates taking around a cutout of Hillary Clinton and kissing her on the cheek. You know, no, the taking the cutout was a, let's give was Mike a Republican a thing. I'm talking about the, 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 to make sure speaking, they knew that I'm she was speaking, black. Speaking what you just witnessed here is the beginning of the unraveling you're going to see on Election Day. The momentum no is clearly going in, in, in Eric Holcomb's direction. This guy's been running for office statewide for four months. John Gray's been running Michael. for six years. <laughs> delusional. Right. Six years. And, and, and the momentum now it's tied, 42-42. On a Republican poll. On a Republican poll? Really? Yeah, no, I won't really. mention the television station really. by name. Yeah. But, but it's, it's not a Republican Well, but it's a polling firm that works primarily for Republicans. Primarily for Republicans. Poll, right? All right. They work have for ever, Republicans. Have you ever done a poll that somebody else used the same people with? Yes. Uh-huh, I thought so. <laughs> Moving on to our predictions. Which presidential candidate will win Indiana and? Probably <laughs> Trump. Thank you. Mike. Trump by 12 or 13. John. Trump. John. Trump wins, but not by double digits. Go with Trump. Who wins the Senate race, Mike? Todd Young. No, Evan Bayh. I think it's uh, in Young's favor right now. I would agree with that, but it's going to be razor thin margin it's, either way. Yeah, I say go with Todd Young at this point. All right, who wins the race for governor? And that's going to be John Gregg. Yeah. Eric Hogan is going to win, and Gregg's going to lose by the same margin he lost four years ago, uh, which would be three points. All right. Well, because Hoosiers do love their scratch voting, uh, I guess I would have to say that uh, Gregg has slight advantage right now. I think Greg's going to win the race. He's run a very good race, and I think that'll come through in the end for him. I think Greg's going to win the race, but uh, it's going to be very close. All right, who's going to win in the ninth district? And I think Shelley Yoder has run a great campaign, and she's a terrific candidate. And Tennessee Trey is going to move to one of the other six or eight states he lives in. <laughs> uh, Trey Hollingsworth, because he philosophically is better aligned to that district than she is. Whether he lives there or we not. We talked about so, momentum. I think Shelley Yoder, that gives her an advantage in that race. Again, close, though, obviously. No, I think Yoder wins in that race. I, I think Yoder wins, too, and I think it's uh, it, these recent developments are working in her favor. All right, will the GOP maintain super majorities in the General Assembly, Mike? Senate, absolutely, and the House by maybe one. All right. I think they're going to win it in the House. So in the Senate, yes, House, no. I think the Senate, yes. I think the House, barely. I agree. Um, I, I actually think that's a good take. Uh, all right. The amendment protecting the right 
to hunt and fish in Indiana. Will that pass, Mike? Yes. <laughs> Should it pass? You know, I, I'm not quite sure why we're in this business, but I'm telling you it'll pass because there are a lot of people hunting fish in the state, and they think it's important like 20 other states have done. It'll pass. It's absurd to put this in the Constitution. I want to be able to garden. If gardening isn't included in that constitutional amendment, I'm voting no. Well, I do think and it's what troublesome. What about hopscotch? No, I, I like to play hopscotch. <laughs> Why don't we put that in the Constitution, too? I am troubled by this trend toward um, using the Constitution for basically legislative purposes. It's a bad idea, uh, and I hope that it doesn't pass, but I'm afraid it probably will because people don't understand. We've seen other states where that has take, that phenomenon has occurred, and it, and I agree, it's it's unfortunate because the Constitution is sort of should be reserved for the special uh, fundamental rights, uh, whether or not you agree on the on the core of this issue. So I think if it if it loses, if it fails, it'll be because Hoosiers say there must be a better way to uh, to approach this. And, and if, it, and the if it passes, it's because the the NRA wanted it. Yeah, right. right. Whatever, That's basically right. As long as say Republicans it control, it's whatever the NRA wants. All right. All right. Will there be widespread voter fraud this year? No, <laughs> and no, because all the attention that was given to the company that was paying people to. Uh, register voters, and it's going to. I think there's, there's more never been security. widespread voter fraud. In, in, a, in a billion votes cast in four <laughs> years, 31 cases. What the voter fraud is is the Republican attempts to discourage Democrats from voting by not having <laughs> not having remote, remote <laughs> voting. Right, John, and doing doing it. Will there be widespread voter fraud? <laughs> no, no, John. Never has been, or at least not in modern history, and won't be now. Yeah, but, right. but they're going to pass rules all right, in, search all right. of a, in search of a problem. Let me help you all out. I say Glenda Ritz wins re-election as state school superintendent. Yes. Curtis Hill wins the attorney general race. Now, I'm thinking McCormick's going to surprise Ritz. Uh, Is this what they call it by acclamation? Delusional. We don't even get to say anything on these, I guess. Whatever Jim, whatever Jim says. I disagree with me. Does he? I don't know. You're retiring. It's too, no, too much effort to disagree That's Indiana Week in Review for this week. Our panel is Democrat and Delaney, Republican Mike McDaniel, John Schwannis of Indiana Lawmakers, and John Ketzenberger of the Indiana Fiscal Policy Institute. If you'd like a podcast of this program, you can find it at wfyi.org slash iwir, or starting Monday, you can stream it or get it on demand from Xfinity or Bright House Networks. I'm Jim Shello of Wish TV. Join us next week because a lot can happen in an Indiana week. Programming is made possible by Ice Miller. Ice Miller, with a 100-year tradition of learning what is important to clients and strategizing with them toward a common goal. Today, Ice Miller continues its commitment to help clients build, grow, and protect their interests. More at icemiller.com.